Hey y'all, it's Emily. It's Addison. And Lily, welcome to Boldly Created. We're so glad you guys are back with us again this week, and we can't wait to jump into today's topic with our special guest. And our special guest today is Tori Major. She is one of my really good friends from back home. And when we first started this podcast, I made a dream guest list, and she made it on that list just because I know her faith is something that is so inspirational, and I'm so excited for you guys to be able to um, get a little glimpse into that today. So I'm going to let her introduce herself real fast. Hello, guys. How are you? Hello. I'm I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. We're so good. excited to have you here. <laughs> I'm so excited, too. So I'm going to let you talk a little bit about the topic today. I'm going to let you introduce that topic, and then we're going to jump right in. Okay. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how to keep your faith in a season of grief. And I'm going to be talking and sharing just a little bit about my story Uh, About two years ago, I lost my father to stage four lung cancer, and I just learned a lot about God and his character and how to keep your faith in such a hard season, and I'm excited for you guys to listen. We're so excited. Yay! And before we really start, Emily is going to ask a question we ask all of our guests. Yes. So our question is, Tori, what would you tell your BC self, your before Christ self? I probably would tell myself that when you accept, when you finally do accept Christ, that life doesn't get easier because I think that's a stigma that comes with giving your life to Christ is that he's going to make your life perfect because his life was perfect. And one thing I would tell myself is just life doesn't get perfect with Jesus, but you have a hope in Jesus and it comes with that. And so just knowing that, you know, some things are going to suck sometimes and some things are going to be hard and I think that's a way for us to connect with people. And I think that's exactly what Jesus wanted us to do. Yeah. So um, I had another question for you. And that question is, um, what did God reveal about his character through that tough season of grief that you went through? I learned so much about God's character when I lost my dad. Um, so just a little bit of backstory. I was in my second year of college. I, my first year of college, I went to Liberty University in Virginia and I had a roommate that really struggled with anxiety and depression really bad. And it kind of took a toll on me just because I never lived so close with someone who struggled so badly with that stuff. And I just remember my faith was kind of struggling in that season just because I didn't really know how to deal with someone else's pain. And I remember my counselor telling me, which set me up for success in my hard season, like, Tori, you don't have to carry it. Like, you were never meant to carry such a heavy burden. And that's Mm -hmm. what we have Jesus for. And so I remember I prayed a lot about what God would have me do if he wanted me to stay at Liberty or he wanted me to go home. And so I transferred to Queens University of Charlotte. And so I started there my sophomore year. And I remember the day I left Liberty in May of 2018, God said, I've got you. I'm going to provide for you. And you're, you're going home for a reason. And that was like one of the first times I'd ever heard God speak so clearly to me. So I got home. I started at Queens that August. And I shortly after, it was in November of 2018, I got a call from my mom that basically said, hey, your dad is really sick. Um, we don't really know what's going on. And I, I'll let you know as soon as I can. So I'm driving in, I was driving in the car at the time. And I remember... Having this like wrecking ball fear of like, why me? Why is this happening to me? 
And that day I remember I prayed and I was like, God, like, I don't know how I'm going to do, like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this, but I know that you can, and I want to be able to trust you, but I'm scared. And so I think one thing that I really learned about God's character is he's, he is our savior and he is righteous and he is so kind and pride. Like he has so much pride in who we are, Mm -hmm. but I also learned that he's a friend because a close friend, like he cares and he wants to know how I feel when I feel it. Like I don't ever have to hide my emotions towards him because he already knows. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people, when they think about God, they think they have to be on their best behavior. They have to say the right things or they have to always do the right things. And those things are never true. We're never going to be perfect. We're never going to have specific behaviors that prove that we love God. I think all of that comes with how we repent and how we talk to him and how we ask him for things that we're scared to ask him of, because ultimately he already knows the things we need. And so I would say that is probably the biggest thing I learned about God is just, he is a father and he does care, but he's also a friend too. Wow. (laughs) That was amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's so special. I love how you said like, we aren't perfect and we we don't need to carry that with us like god's only perfect one and he is there he wants to know how you feel and sometimes we keep things inside of us and we don't speak into existence we talked about this a little last week Mm -hmm. because we're scared or we're ashamed and it's like god wants to hear those things he wants us to be vocal he wants to shed lightness into that darkness and i think that's really important to remember that like you don't have to be perfect to have a relationship with christ because no one is he wants you and you're good bad ugly everything so i really love how you stated that um, I think, oh, sorry, I think, uh, I think another thing that a lot of people forget too is we as Christians create this persona about our life that we want to mimic Jesus, which is a great thing. But also I think that kind of makes us a little bit hypocritical in a way of like, oh, because I'm a Christian and I live my life to be like this, I can't be authentic in showing when I mess up or mm-hmm. when I'm scared because it's going to make people who aren't Christians not ever want to come to know Jesus. I think that's not true at all. And I think I've come to realize that a lot is when we're able to be authentic in who we are and what we think about Jesus, we actually are able to draw non-Christians into what we believe because they realize that, like I said earlier, life is never going to be perfect. And we have a hope and all we want is for other people to have that same hope. It's not like, it's not like I want to convince you that my life is perfect because we're just, we're all just trying to do the best we can. And so I think that's really important to remember. I love everything you just said there. And that kind of just goes into our next question is, what did you recognize about yourself through this season? Oh, gosh. Um, I I think the first thing that I will say that I recognize about myself is that I am really prideful, like really prideful to the fact of I can't admit when I need help or when I'm not okay. And it's really hard to hide in such a hard season that you're not okay because you turn every corner and it's kind of like a reminder that your life kind of just shattered on the floor. I remember I would be really okay one minute and then the next minute I would realize like, oh, my dad's sick and I would start crying. And I think in that I realized that pride is one of those things that God asks us not to have because I think he already knows that we can't deal with it. Like it's, Mm. it's such a thing for God that it, he doesn't want me to be prideful because he, 
it's like this image that I'm trying to uphold that he never asked me to uphold. It's like in our weakness, we are, we are strong. And so I think I realized that a lot about myself of like, Hey Tori, like it's okay to, to not be okay. Cause I used to tell myself that all the time, just like a quick backstory. I think the day, this was a really special day. Um, a couple of days after I got the call that my dad was really sick, he got admitted into the, into ICU of the hospital and he wasn't doing well. He had lost a lot of his mobility. He wasn't allowed to walk or move his arms. And he was like literally going crazy because the cancer had spread like into his brain. And my dad was covered in tattoos. And I remember I walked into the ICU room with my sister and I went to his right side. And on his right arm, he had the number seven on his arm. And if you don't know, the number seven in the Bible is represented as like completion. And I remember that day, I was just like, I just smiled so big because I had realized in that moment that although this wasn't part of my plan of my life, that I never thought as being a 19 year old that my dad was going to die or that he was going to have cancer or that he was going to be in ICU and not be able to talk to me and all these things. I realized in that moment that this was the exact plan that God had for me though. Like Mm. it, it was, it was like the Bible says, like everything that we go through, God already knows because he's literally ordained my entire life. And so he knew that on that day that I was going to be 19, that I was going to be struggling with this really big burden. And it was like, he was just like whispering to me, like, Hey, this is my plan, not yours. And I need you to give it to me. And I remember that day I made a promise to myself that I was going to trust God in my hurt and in my pain. And yeah, some days sucked. Some days still suck. But like, I think God is so good in knowing that I can handle whatever he hands me. I think that, you know, you're talking about the plan that God has for your life. You know, I think that that's so hard for a lot of people because we want plans to go our way. We want our life to go our way, but then we have to rest in the fact that, hey, this isn't, I'm not living this life for me. I'm living this life for God and God is in charge of my life and everything that happens is a part of his plan for my life. He is my creator. He is my savior. And just knowing that and knowing that it's all going to be okay because you have your father there with you through his plan. Um, I think that's just an encouragement and beautiful in itself. Absolutely. The next question we want to ask you is there ever a time you wanted to leave your faith behind through this season? Oh, wow. Um, I, I don't want this to seem coming off as a lie because I feel like a lot of people would say yes. But genuinely, like, I can't ever think of a time where I was, I ever thought about like, oh, I'm not gonna be a Christian anymore. Like I, I, there was never a time where I hated God. I think there's a very big difference between hating something and being angry at something. And I definitely feel like I was really angry. Like I, but I also feel like this is the season that made my faith stronger than it ever, it would have ever been if I would have never gone through this. Um, I remember like the thing I would look forward to the most throughout my day was spending time with God, whether that was reading my Bible or praying or honestly, just like being in the car, listening to worship music, like, because that, that is where hope is found. Like that is the only truth of the entire world is in the time we spend with God and reading his word and all these things. When I talk about being angry though, like there are just some days where it would hit me and I'm like, why did like why did you choose me like i feel like i 
have been a a good follower of you. I feel like I go to church and I serve and I do all these things. And that's when I realized that we don't do all of those things because we, we want to be a good person. We don't do those things because we want to be noticed by God. We don't do those things just because we want to get to heaven one day. I, I ultimately decided like I do those things because Jesus died for me and I'm, I'm grateful for those things. And I never expect anything in return. So with that, I can't expect for him to just make everything happen the way that I want to make my dad become not sick anymore. And just like, just like you guys were saying, I, I think it's like really important to remember that like Jesus is our savior and he's our creator and all of these things. Like if we think back into the old Testament of like Genesis and Exodus, we see how disobedient his people were all the time. And those are the same people that we still are. We just have a different hope that we don't have to prove ourselves anymore because Jesus already did that for us. And I think it's really important to look back at those stories and realize that although the times have changed and things are different, they're still the same. God is still the one who was in the Garden of of Eden providing for Adam and Eve. And he's still doing that for me today because ultimately with with Adam and Eve, he could have left them in the garden to die, but yet he moved them out of a place where they would, they were now dangerous to. And that's the same thing he does with me. Sometimes I make bad decisions and mistakes, but yet God still chooses to pick me up and move me somewhere else. And I really think that's when I realized that that's what he was doing when my dad got sick. I really love the point you made about, you know, we do all these things. We go to church, we read our Bible. I I remember when I was first really starting to grow in my faith, I thought that if I didn't do these things, that I would be punished by God. And I know that's like really stupid to think, but I did. I was like, well, if I don't, if I don't do this, then God's going to punish me. He's going to like throw something else in my way. But that's not how God works. We have to know that we do these things for him. We obey him because we love him that much because it helps us grow. It helps us to know him in as many ways and as much as we can. And just knowing that through all the mess ups, he's still there. He's never changing. He still loves us. And we, he loves us so much that we just want to pour out that love in return by knowing him as much as we can. So I love how you said that. Yeah, that's awesome. There, there's a little, like, just a little story about like what you just said. Um, so I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of Fuge Camps, um, but I, I actually work for them. And, um, I literally love it. Like it is the best time of my life. And so I've actually done it the past, well, because of stupid Corona, I didn't do it last year, but I did 2018 and 2019. And in that like relation, so the starting opening of the night, these kids fill out these forms and basically we're at, we ask them a few questions like, are you a Christian? If so, what do you consider to be the gospel? All these things. And there was this guy in my group. He was a senior in high school. His name was Theo. I remember him like I can still see his face. And he wrote, he circled that he wasn't a Christian, but he knew exactly what the gospel was. And so throughout the week, we have to have the conversations with these kids just to make sure like they're doing okay, they're having a good time, they're learning something, all these things. And I remember we went to serve the community one day and I had just like pulled him aside and I was like, hey, Theo, like I saw like on your card, you said you weren't a Christian, but you 
like you knew what the gospel was and you said you believed it. So like, what's the deal with that? And he told me that he had grown up in such a toxic church younger that he thought just because he didn't like make the right decisions. Cause we know as teenagers, we're going to do stupid stuff. We're going to say dumb things, all these stuff, all these things. And he was like, I just think that God would be really disappointed in me if he knew like everything I did. And I remember I kind of like looked away and I was like, Theo, like, you know, that's not true, right? Like God loves you. And like, it's, that's not contingent on our behaviors. And so I remember this tall, like six, five boy high school started bawling outside because I think that's the first time in his life. Someone had told him that like, Hey, you can make a mistake. Like we're Christians. Yeah. But like God sent Jesus and allowed him to go to the cross for us so that we were still able to have a relationship with him and make mistakes. Like, and that, that day, like outside, I got to lead him like into accepting Jesus, like into his heart. And it was such, it was such a good day because it was kind of a reminder to me that like, Hey, I want to live my life in a way that portrays the gospel, but also a life that we know that I don't, like, I don't always have to be obedient for God to love me. And that's like one of my favorite stories about just like that in general. This is why I wanted you on the podcast, because obviously the listeners can't see her face, but she lights up her and my friend Noah light up all the time when they're talking about Fuge Camps. And even when she's just talking about Christ, like her face just gets happier. And it's just so cool to watch. It's funny (laughs) that you mentioned that because I was about to mention something because Emily is going on um, missionary work this summer with her camp. So y'all have that a little bit in common. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, To segue into our next question, uh, shortly after you went through that um, season of grief, you led a high school girls e-group. What led you to that decision and why were you so, what was the mission behind it? Yeah, so I... I go to Elevation Church, um, and so our youth groups are called e-groups, if you didn't know. Um, Thank and you for so, the clarification. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. And um, I, this is the only church I've ever been to um, attended because I didn't grow up in church. So I didn't start going to church until I was about in the fourth grade. And the reason I started going was because of an e-group. So I was in the same e-group from when I was in the fourth grade up until I was a senior in high school. And I remember just how much of an influence I had in my life and in my heart just to have a good leader who cared about me with a group of friends that I knew believed the same things that I did. And so because I knew that the impact it had on me, I'd always thought about leading one myself. And it took me a while because, you know, you always have those things that the devil tries to throw at you. Like you don't have anything worthy to say. You're not, you like, do you really know anything about the Bible? Just stuff like that. So it took me a while. And I remember in the season of me dealing with my dad, I was like, I think that I, this is a, this would be a really good time for me to have a group. One, I think it would be a great outlet to keep myself busy. So I'm not always like down in the dumps, but it would also give me a purpose because I know that God has given me a voice and a little bit of leadership in my heart. And so that's a way that I can still serve the church and help people because I love to do that. And so the girls that I led, um, they, they're like, they're just our friends. So it was kind of hard to create a divide between being a friend and being their church leader because they were so used to telling me everything and me not really like giving them the true advice that like a leader would. So I had to kind of shift that. But the reason that I really chose to do it in my grief was just because I knew that I wanted to show people that grief does make you sad and it makes you angry sometimes, but also makes you really strong. 
And uh, like even for 2020, for example, COVID could you've ha- you could have experienced any type of grief in COVID. You could have lost a family member. You could have lost a job. You could have lost friendships that you thought were going to last forever. You could have lost literally anything. And so we're all going through some type of grief. And it's really important for me to be able to share my story so people know that they can ask questions. And although they can see that like, yes, I'm struggling, but Jesus is still good. And that's all I've ever wanted to do and to be. Wow. We love that. (laughs) That's amazing. I just think that that's so strong of you to just trust God so much that you can just share your story for other people's benefit. Like that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have another question for you. So since going through that loss that you experienced, how have you seen God working in your life since then? Yeah. So God really opened my eyes to people's, uh, people's pain after I had lost my dad. I think because, and if anyone has, is listening that's ever been through a grief, like losing a parent or a sibling or something like that, you know that sometimes people say stuff that like they think they're helping, but it kind of makes it worse in a way. Like the things like, oh, everything happens for a reason or, oh, I lost my dad. And it's like this 70 year old woman who lost her dad like a year ago. So he was like 90 or something. And it's like it, internally, I was always like, oh my gosh, no, like you don't know how I feel because you're so much older than me. But in that, I learned a lot about grace. I learned a lot about how a lot, I think a lot of people do think that they are helping or they want to help, but they just don't know kind of how. And so I think in that Jesus was like, Tori, like give them some grace because they're trying to give you some grace. Like it's just kind of like a grace exchange, if that makes sense. <laughs> but right now in life, like I think it's really easy for me when I hear about a friend's dad dying. Like just last week, I had a friend whose dad died. And I think that God really taught me a lot of like, okay, Tori, what did you need? Like, what, what did you want someone to do for you? Or what did you want someone to say to you? And how can you be there and be a friend for them? And I don't think that's in a way of like being prideful or thinking I know anything. It's just kind of like being an outlet for them if they were to need it. So This past week, um, when she told me that her dad had passed away, um, I was able to tell her like, hey, I wish I could give you a really big hug right now. Like, no, if you need anything, I'm here for you. And I actually like got to go take her dinner because I remember how much that meant to me, like when that happened to me. Um, But other than that, I think it's taught me a lot about like how to just be a fighter. Like, I think before I was very much in like an intaker of, oh, well, like they haven't had a hard life. So like, how do they know anything? You know, cause like I grew up in a broken home. Like my parents were divorced really early on. I mean, I went through some bad things before my dad died. So, but I think now, like, this is just another part of my story that allows me to tell myself like, Tori, you're strong. Like I am about to graduate college in May and like the devil would have loved to see me quit. But like, I'm about to finish and I'm so proud of myself and I've just learned so much about life in it. So I don't know. I just think that God is going to continue to still do good things. It's really funny because right after my dad died, I remember reading a scripture. I don't remember which one it was, but um, I can't, I can't quote the exact thing off the top of my head, but it said like, God is a father to the orphans. And I remember thinking like, in in a sense, like I did feel like an orphan. I mean, my dad wasn't here anymore. I'd never known a life without him. And so being able to claim that like, I still have a father 
who cares about me up in heaven, but like they're both together. And so like they both see the same things and I'm sure that like they both are proud of me. And so I try and tell myself that often. So I'm not forgetting that like what I'm doing matters, if that makes sense. So Um, our last question that we have is what would you tell people that are going through the same situation that you went through? Oh, yeah. Um, First, I would say to not seclude yourself from people. I think it's really easy to just kind of pull away. And especially right now in COVID, it's probably even harder. I mean, with the mask and the six feet, like it's hard to have that kind of community. But I would say like, you need to fight for community. If I wouldn't have had my friends or my family, I don't know how I would have gotten through it. Um, other than like, like having God is great, but you need people. And that's why God created people is for you to have them close to you. Um, second, I would say, um, don't stop going to church. Um, it's, it, it will be really easy to stop. I mean, you're not gonna feel the same things you might've felt before someone was passing away or has passed away. I mean, you're not probably going to have the goosebumps. You're probably not going to have all these realizations that you had. One thing I was really grateful for is that I stayed plugged in because it was hard at first, but now it's like, it's still my normal routine. Like I never stop, So I never have to feel like I'm having to go back and like reintroduce all these things. And then the last, I would say, give yourself a lot of grace. There are going to be days that suck. And one thing that I would tell you is to literally tell God, like, I, I, I still pray like this sometimes, but I'd be like, Hey God, like I'm having a really bad day. And like, I feel like things are just like being really bad, like just really horrible today. And I really need you to just stand by me and be here and make yourself known to me. And he always did that for me when I asked. And so be really authentic in your prayers with God because he cares about you and he wants to know what you feel and what you need. He just wants you to ask him. He doesn't want to have to guess. He doesn't want to have to beg, beg for you to talk to him. Like he genuinely wants to hear your voice in your heart. So with those three things, with those three things, like I think that yes, it's hard, but you're going to be stronger when you come out on the other side and you have people around you that love you. And ultimately God is always going to do things for your benefit, whether you see that now or not. I love how you said, um, about staying plugged in because I can relate a lot to that. I went through, I didn't necessarily lose a loved one, but um, I did in a way lose someone close to me and in my family. And it was a really hard time. And instead of staying plugged into the church, I ran away from the church because it was hard. And it's not meant to be easy though. You know, you're meant to have to rely on God to get, find the strength to stay and and trust in him and just continue to grow and, and just love him and allow him to love you. And I didn't do that. I just thought that was too hard because I just saw my pain as a punishment or as something that I could never come back from. But I love how you gave the idea, the encouragement of staying plugged in, because if I would have known that and had someone encourage me in that way, I think that, you know, it would have been a total different outlook and perspective on what I was going through. Yeah, that's good. Um, In that too, like 
my counselor tells me this all the time because I, I see a therapist and it's been the best decision ever. If that's another tip, that would be my tip number four is to get a counselor. They freaking rock and I just love my counselor. But she told me this the other day because I've been battling a lot about like a lot of regret in my relationship with my dad. And so I've been talking to her about it. And one of the things she said is, Tori, you did everything you knew how to do when you did that. And so like what you just said about running away, like if that's the best thing you knew how to do, like don't even beat yourself up about that. Like, cause in that God knew how, how painful it was. And some people like their mechanism to cope is to run like, and some people is to stay like, and so don't beat yourself up about that. But also we need to remember in that too, like the church was never meant to be the building. The church is meant to be the people. So like I said, like if church isn't really like your, your way to like be with your people, like, like I said, like an e-group or like your church group or whatever, like if they meet outside, like on a Tuesday night at someone's home, like let that be your church for the season. Not saying that like, that's going to, that's going to stay that way forever, but church, just think of like church being people because the building isn't really important to God. It's just the people that are around you. Yeah. I love that. And I love the idea of how, if you do run away and you need that, then okay. But it's awesome that there's always someone to run back home to and he's always waiting there for you with open arms, ready to receive you back in. And that's just something that has really lifted me up when I did run away. (laughs) And it's just honestly just a miracle in itself and just how beautiful God is through the, the trials through the seasons, because he's there waiting for you to come back home. Yeah. First of all, I just have to say I loved what you said about therapy um, and counseling because I have been in and out of counseling and therapy like years of my life. And and a lot of people do carry like shame in that, like, oh, something's wrong with me. I got to go talk to a professional. But I think that honestly, like therapy is amazing. And I I can't tell enough people about it. Like try to just (laughs) go ahead. No, it's the best. Okay. So like I said, grew up kind of in a broken home and, but I, but I've always like been like a kind of a strong person. So I was like, I don't need to talk to anybody. And I remember my freshman year, one of my RAs told me, she was like, even if you don't think you need a therapist, like go get a therapist because our, like the college I went to, you could go to counseling for free. I remember I walked in and she like made me talk about all these things. And I was like, maybe I am a bit broken. And like, maybe I do need to talk about this stuff. And so like, it makes you feel, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but it makes me feel so relieved every time I walk out of like, she cares about me and like, she wants to see me get better. And she's like, she listens, like people yeah. suck at listening nowadays. And so it's like nice to have that, that person for yourself. No, absolutely. And, and I've been in counseling, like through the school, like you were saying for free. And I've also been in it, like with a Christian counselor and oh yeah. my gosh, it's just, it's life changing. Like I it love is. it. But I also loved what you said about, um, like having a father in heaven, like always, even if your earthly father is not necessarily present. And I can definitely relate to that because I've never had like an earthly father. Like it's always been my mom, like single mom. And um, it's just, it takes time to realize that growing up that like God is your father and he's always there and he's the perfect father. And like no earthly father can measure up to like God and how perfect he is and how loving he is. So I just, I totally just relate to you on that because I think it's beautiful too that you said like your father and God are both in heaven together, like watching over you and just looking at you live your life. And I just think that's so beautiful. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Tori, we have loved having you here and I'm so expectant for what this podcast episode is going to do and how it's going to help those who listen to it. Um, thank you for being so open and just bringing all the wisdom that you have. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, stay tuned for Flavor of the Week and we will see you later. Hey, y'all, it's time for Flavor of the Week. This is my favorite segment, and we're going to jump in by first asking our guest, Tori, what her Flavor of the Week is. My Flavor of the Week is going to be WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it is so good. So I... Fun fact, I watched all the Marvel movies in order over quarantine, and so I'm addicted now, and... WandaVision is like a 12 out of 10 for me. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's so good. See, like two out of three are a part of Marvel, and like yeah. we're trying to get Lily in uh, it, but we're dude, still you working. Have, me and Addison <laughs> bonded over Marvel when we first no, started. It's hard to meet friends. people that like like Marvel, especially like girls, because they're like, oh, now. And I'm like, yes, it's amazing. So awesome. <laughs> it, it took me up until the first Thor movie to be like, okay, I'm invested. <laughs> and now I'm like, give me every single Marvel movie. Seriously. Seriously, it's amazing. I love that. <laughs> what about you, Emily? Um, so I'm going to be talking about two things because I actually had one and then I mentioned it like like five seconds before we started doing this. And I was like, I'm going to talk about that, too. OK, so the first one is the TV show The Chosen. I don't know if any of you have watched it. It's on the chosen app and they like raise money themselves just so Hollywood's not involved and it's so awesome me and Lily were talking oh, about the other day and we were talking about how we've cried through every episode oh my gosh so pretty much it's just a show just based on Jesus's life um and the disciples and it's just so it shows it's very accurate it mm -hmm. shows just just like Jesus in a different light because you know you see like this very in most shows you see very like powerful which he is very powerful but you know just in this show it shows him dancing and him laughing and cracking jokes and it, he mm -hmm. just seems like a real just normal guy like he was but then it also shows the miracles he did and and just the spreading of the gospel is so good y'all uh, my second one is the song Highlands by, by Hillsong. By Hillsong. Sorry, I'm just now hearing of this song for some reason. Um, <laughs> we were up at the airport doing worship with Bridge like, two Saturdays ago, mm -hmm. and they sang this song, and I had never heard of it before. I don't know why, because I'm a very avid worship music listener, <laughs> but I had never heard this song, and they were singing it, and we were all literally on top of a mountain, and it was just so beautiful. Um, so that's, I can't stop listening to it now. It has such a great message. So those are my flavor of the week. What about you, Lily? So I have actually a prayer this week. Um, it was just a prayer I had seen like on Instagram, you know, on like one of those cute little pages. Um, and it's the prayer that I wake up and I pray um, instead of just jumping on my phone and deciding to like look through all my social media. So this is how I've been getting my day started. Um, so it says, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. As I start today, I pray for your guidance and protection. Direct my path and use me. Help me to love those around me and bring glory to your name with the way that I live my life today. Please keep my mind at peace as I focus my heart on you today. In Jesus name, amen. So um, this prayer has just really like set the tone for my day and like it just allows me to be more at peace and like more in tune with like God throughout the day instead of just like being in a rush like I tend to do. So um, yeah, I would we will we will link it so you can look at it and pray it if you would like to. 
Awesome. My flavor of the week is a podcast by Sadie Robertson. It's a You Are an Unrepeatable Miracle. And it's um, with Taya Smith, who sings on Hillsong, like Oceans and all that. And it just talked through her story. And her story is so remarkable. I definitely um, recommend this just because it shows how God worked in her and how God works through all situations. Cool. All right, y'all. That's it for Flavor of the Week. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.